0: This is episode 42 of the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Mark, Steven, and I will be talking today about how people break free from addiction, treatment, and recovery. We wrote the Freedom Model for Addictions, Escape the Treatment and Recovery Trap, and the Freedom Model for the Family, to help people to learn how they can overcome addiction and move on with their lives. We offer an incredible opportunity to work with us directly through private video conference. You can learn about the Freedom Model private instruction program at leaveaddictionbehind.com and thefreedommodel.org. We had a question. I should have pulled it up. Yeah, it it (laughs) asked. You don't even
1: have the question, (laughs)
0: I don't have the question ready.
1: Well, I can I can paraphrase some of it now, and, yeah, go and ahead. she she can look for it. Uh, it's on our it's on our group. Um, the uh, the person was was talking about the fact that most th- that they have a problem with marijuana um, and cannabis, as they said, and they're they're really struggling. It's it's a, a huge issue in their lives, um, and. Uh, and but they were wondering, do you have any information about how uh, cannabis affects a person? And because everything that they read is propaganda that basically cannabis is the cure all um, for everything. For everything
0: now, now that's, yeah. that's the big thing. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's you know it, it's either CBD. Well, or some, she said
2: that she went into rehab and all she found is cannabis is great, right? Yeah, is yeah, that, yeah. Is that yeah. What, the, the
1: yeah. yeah, the propaganda, as she put it, the propaganda is. And she is went into that, the treatment program. Yeah.
0: Well, so so what I got from it, I couldn't find it, but um, but I remember reading it, and what I got from it is it's very frustrating because if you if you go to rehab for something like marijuana, it's minimized. Right? It's like marijuana. I mean, most yeah. people are, are switching from harder drugs to marijuana now.
1: Or the other extreme is they go batshit crazy on it, that it's the worst drug in the world. It's a, you know. Yeah. There's no, there's no seeming yeah. middle, middle ground. Middle ground
2: and this, of, this actually really gives us an opportunity to, to really drill down on the issues. Yeah. In a, in a way. Because first of all, this is the angels versus demons things that, that, that um. They talk about in the cult of pharmacology, right? Yeah. We are constantly determining this drug is good, that one is bad, right? And it's been done with Ritalin and um, cocaine, whereas, you know, people can't tell the difference between Ritalin and cocaine in a laboratory, They act very much the same in the brain, right? But we've said, well, well, this is approved for medical uses. And And we give it to children. Is bad, (laughs) right? Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: we've done this odd thing with marijuana where we've... And and so this has been done with all kinds of drugs over time, right? Yep. And now we're doing it where marijuana was a demon and it's becoming an angel. And society is coming around and saying, oh, well, it's good for this, that, and the other thing. Now, meanwhile... It's, right, now this is this is very get, easy to get caught up into and um we kind of look the way it out people who drink doing it where they're like oh i'm not like those people mm-hmm. like i just need to stop doing this and we're like okay fine you're sensitive you don't want to be in rehab with people who smoke crack or whatever christ let's deal with you and like like you know when they when they make these distinctions between that's a bad drug and right. this is a good yeah. drug and and you know a lot of times these are these are debates you want to dodge and it does make sense if you're taking heroin every day which is now tainted on the streets everywhere oh yeah it's
0: so dangerous then to
2: say like you know like if you get off on weed wow that'd be a great choice for you to move to weed right, right. like that'd be a Much lot safer. better but meanwhile, if you're a person who has a problem with weed, what really is the problem, right? The problem is not good or bad drug and right. That's it really right. puts it really brings the debate into focus. The problem is probably now I don't know this person who wrote the comments, but that you're doing that to such a degree, you're being so stoned that you can't deal with other things you want to deal with. So being under the influence of, you know, marijuana is a certain mindset.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? Um, it, it, it affects different people differently. But we know you feel differently, right? And and so some people, while while under the influence, can do all kinds of productive stuff. And some people don't feel like they can. It's very attention-grabbing experience for them. It slows them down. Whatever. Certainly, I know I wouldn't be able to do any work while I'm I'm fairly useless. (laughs) That's not everybody. I know, but but so I'm just I'm guessing and assuming what is this person's problem with marijuana? And it's like always pretty much with drugs. What we're dealing with is an opportunity cost thing you're so wrapped around getting this feeling from this drug and it makes it harder for you to function in some other ways, then now it's the the devotion of time in one direction is, is the problem, I think. Right. Yeah. Right yeah. now. Of course. Uh, it's feeling like you always need this drug before you do X, Y, or Z then uh, creates all kinds of you know, logistical problems in life of always getting the drug. You know, I think before I, I really felt like before I really felt like I had a problem with heroin, one problem I ran into with heroin many times was I would go to get it and the drug dealer would be like, we are out, but the shipment is on its way. It's going to be here in 20 minutes. And then you sit there waiting at the drug dealer's place for it. Now it's 40 minutes have gone All by. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, he's going to be here, and now it's two hours have gone by, and you've made excuses, and now you're pot committed, essentially, <laughs> which is a term from poker, right? You put yeah. so much money yeah, in the pot yeah. that you're going to see it all the way through, even though if yeah. it looks bad. And and there were times I ended up waiting many hours and blowing off everybody in life because I was waiting for the heroin shipment to come. Yeah, yeah. But like these are the logistics of drug use, is that if if you believe it doesn't matter what the drug is, it could be cigarettes. Right? I um I remember years ago when I I left, I was in an improv a special improv workshop with this guy, Bob Dassey, great improviser, right? And he was in town just for the weekend, gave a workshop. And it was at the old UCB offices, which nobody manned the place. And there was just our workshop going on in there. At the halfway mark of the class break, I went outside to have a cigarette. I was the only one who smoked. Nobody was working there. The door locked behind me. Oh, shit. (laughs) And I called. Nobody's working in it. It was a very small operation at that time. And... So, I missed the second half of my workshop with this guy oh my God. for a cigarette. I mean, nice. these are the logistical <laughs> problems brought up by drugs,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You or know? or anything. I want to approach it from a different angle, too, because, <laughs> Jeffrey Shaler, in his book Addiction is a Choice, says either everything is addicting or nothing is, right? Yeah right. And so so what I thought of when I was reading what she wrote was that you know it kind of she kind of feels like well, you know, pot's my problem and nobody wants to really take that seriously. And I'm like, well, you can have a problem with any behavior. yeah any behavior. I mean, there's there's the who, the World Health Organization, don't get me going on them, but said that video gaming is now an addiction. It's now your class. You can go to rehab for video gaming, right? Yeah. So, so now certainly there's nothing you're ingesting there, but oh no, there's dopamine and whatever yeah. going on in the brain, and um, and so so any behavior that you have that you feel like is out of your control, and that's and so. That's where I'm looking at it. It's like we have to. You have to figure out what it is you like about this. What it is. What it's doing for you, and and be honest with yourself about it. So whether it's pot or cocaine or heroin or video games.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, you were talking about the the, the opportunity <laughs> costs, and I. There's a thing that I'm a hunter, and uh, this past fall it's so ridiculous. You know, you, you when you get invested in something. Yeah. And it's not working out the way you want it to, but you're really, really, really invested in it. Right. Yeah. You find yourself in these bizarre situations. <laughs> so, so this past fall. That's I being was, pot committed, we're that, talking about. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I've oh, 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 already story. put too much money in the pot. Here, here's, yeah. a, here's a great example of this. So, I, I get caught in this swamp. I say I get caught in the swamp. I was going across the swamp in the Adirondacks, and this is so outrageous. And And it's getting wetter and wetter. Now I'm (laughs) in the middle of like a 4,000-acre swamp. And I'm looking back, and I I know where I just came from, which was awful. It was through all this tight-knit spruce, and I'm covered in pine needles. I'm sweating. And now I'm out in the middle of this swamp, right? And I'm like, and I can see the other side. Mm -hmm. So I can either return to where I just came from, knowing it's not fun, (laughs) but at least there's dry ground that way. Or I can forge on. Keep going. So, what did I do? I kept going. (laughs) Yeah. So, it got to the point where now I'm in the middle of this 4,000-acre (laughs) hellhole, and I'm covered in bugs, and I'm freaking out, and I'm falling, and I'm muddy, and and now I'm 50 years old, okay? What the hell am I doing out here? And now I'm confronted with a river. Yeah. So... I can still turn around, but no. What did that do So at one point, is it gonna be? now it's October. <laughs> the water's pretty damn cold. At one point, I have my gun over my head and I'm up to my neck in freezing cold water <laughs> in a river, and this is the midpoint. And I'm committed. <laughs> yeah. You know, I get across the river. I strip down. I, I, you know, wring out all my clothes. Put all my clothes back on. And now I still have to do the same exact thing. Because the swamp is just as big on the other side. Yeah. So I finally get to the other side, and I'm sitting there totally spent and exhausted. And I'm like, that was like doing a drug run. It's funny that you said yeah. it. It was like it, 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 there was no logic except for yeah. I am doing this. Yeah,
2: <laughs> well, I've already invested this yeah. much.
1: But, but right? there's not. There's no logic in it because yeah. I should have turned around because I could see the misery. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just pure. At that point, it's pure pride and idiocy. You know. Yeah. And when I was drinking. My every day was like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. And so,
2: we, look, that's the question. It doesn't matter what it is. Whether it it's, doesn't. Whether it's heroin, marijuana, whether it's it's tr- tromping through this swamp. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Right? Video games or yeah. whatever. It's like, at a certain point, if you do that again and again and again, and it's always regretful, say, okay, why do I find this thing so valuable? And that, right. that's, the essence, yeah. th- that's the essence of the whole thing. Okay, I obviously find this thing very valuable.
1: And for me, it was... But how do I look at that? Here's what's a, interesting, to use the analogy. So why did I cross that river? It really was that my desire to get to the other side was more important than the misery that I was dealing with. Yes. It, it really is...
0: It,
1: yeah. It was The a desired
0: lesser, result. Yeah. The
1: desired effects. And, and when you're getting high and drunk at that level where it's just a slog... Yeah, where it's just a miserable yes. slog through hellish things, and there's these steep prices. People become mystified by that, and it's not really. If you think about it, it's because you still see the value in getting high. I still saw the value in getting to the other side of that swamp, yeah. you know. And that, and then it becomes a matter of pride sometimes, or or some other motivation. But ultimately, it's what you want to do.
0: It's it's an interesting thing because that's like the <laughs> when people talk about you just don't have enough willpower. You just don't have enough yeah. willpower. And the truth of the matter is. You have tremendous willpower to get what you want. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know You have infinite
1: willpower if it's what
0: you want. Exactly, exactly. You just you that's what you want more. You want to keep doing it more than you wanna stop.
1: That's right. It's the lesser of two evils sometimes. Yep. Sometimes happiness is the lesser of two relatively bad options. Yeah. You know, it's it's the lesser of the evils. Yeah. So So then now the thing
2: about marijuana
1: here yep. though is
2: she's saying so to get Focus back on it specifically. Like, yeah, everything is overblown. Marijuana doesn't cure everything. There was a review, like, for all the talk about medical marijuana, one thing, one way things become real to us is because everybody says they're real. (laughs) You know what I mean? And really, the medical marijuana thing, we know it is helpful for um, the Seizures, right? For yeah. epilepsy and seizures. Mm-hmm.
0: It's helpful for uh, gastro issues. Yeah. 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 Okay. Chemotherapy and, relief.
2: And there's, there's a couple things like that. But when they started medical marijuana in California, it was like we all know we're playing a trick.
1: Right. Right. We're playing a You game. walk
2: in and tell the doctor, I have anxiety. And marijuana will help with that, and he'll prescribe <laughs> oh, it to right. you. And so people say that marijuana helps with everything in the world because it's all a game we played to get around the legality of it. I asked Carl Hart about this a few years ago. I said, don't you think we're creating a a, a stronger, possibly more um, harmful placebo script in the long run by, by doing right, this I medical understand. marijuana charade? And, um, and he was like, yeah, I think there is a danger to that. You know, um, we're blowing it out of proportion. And, um, you know, all of the, you know, certainly marijuana, THC is psychoactive. And that's the active part of its active placebo nature that, that makes us, that, that we can focus on and think that we're dealing with stress or anxiety or what have you. But really, it just... It just tickles our brain, and that Much can be the same way as alcohol. Yeah, and that can be interpreted in any number of ways. It is not this super special medicine, and the people who are saying it is are really just doing us all a disservice. We need realism, right? Right, which is that it tickles your brain, and that could be fun. Yeah, and that's about it. And, that, and, if, and, and it's that's so, it for any drug. And that's it for any drug. And if it's this important to you, um, then you need to get that perspective. You know, like. Um, you need to be able to look at it and say, "What is it really doing to me?" Yeah. And to really objectively look at that experience, and um, so you might want to look at chapter 17 through 20 in our book, and know that there's a lot of hype there.
1: Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, about marijuana. A lot of people, when we're teaching them the course, we uh, we. We'll skip the f- bunch of chapters in the beginning and go straight to 17 to 20, if they're if they're really really looped into uh, that that the effect of the drug rules their life. Yeah, you know, and uh, and so if you're out there and you've gotten a copy of our book, which is free now. By the way, a little plug there. Um, and you're you're struggling with the fact that you you really believe that your drug of choice or drugs in general have these mystical powers. You should go to those yeah. chapters and go through that
2: yeah.
1: uh, before you get into any of the other portions of the book. Go there and then go back to the beginning and see the more macro concepts.
2: Yeah. I want to talk about something else too. Yeah, like what on. is what is the expectation? This question is also revealing of the expectation which that people have when they seek help, when they seek support. And I don't, again, I don't know that this is exactly what she has, but you mm-hmm. see it out there that, like, I want people to tell me heroin is bad. Yeah. I want that, you know, mm-hmm. basically where we're the, the support group meetings are, are you know, these revivals. Where everybody's like demonizing the drug and saying rah rah rah, don't do it. You know, it really goes back to the temperance crap, and people are looking for that in marijuana, and now they're not able to find it.
1: Right. You know, and this is actually kind of always well, been that's, a thing. That's a real good point yeah. with this with this with this situation that I we read about. Um,
2: yeah, like she wants people to say it's bad. Yeah, don't do it. You're making a great decision, and. People are saying it's good, or people are saying I don't know. It's somewhere yeah. in between. It's always been mocked. Remember? Do you remember the movie uh, with Dave Chappelle, the Weed movie? Oh, yeah. What the heck was it called? I don't know. I don't know. Um, there was this great Weed movie, and um, <laughs> if there can be a great Weed movie, <laughs> no, there is. And, there is a and Dave, I think it's Dave, <laughs> Dave Chappelle, Harlan Williams, and people, and. And they get up and they talk about having a, a marijuana problem in a support group meeting, and and it's Bob Saget is there, and he's like, "Did you ever suck dick?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh my gosh. For marijuana? No, he really like yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, like that's a joke, but it really is reflective. Is. of what you what you run into meetings like. is like we do the real oh, drugs. Oh yeah, I know. I Right? Know. Yeah, and and it's like no they they they're all real drugs like and and that person that you know i've done this and that for crack uh like they're that's that's like the point of machismo for them it to is, like yeah, recall the, that the, the junky and, junkie right.
0: pride that's yeah the, the machismo
2: though. i've asked a d for crack is is <laughs> macho yeah, in a know, way right it gives you street cred <laughs> yes. so but um but like that, so like that's what people are looking for in meetings and, and with with marijuana, people have always had a problem sort of finding it where, where their thing gets downplayed and now it's like marijuana is great. You should be doing it. And we're seeing it kind of in all of the oh, leaving yeah. AA groups oh, or yeah. whatever where it's like where it's just like glorifying and, and I saw somebody who leads one of the groups eventually say like, Hey, here's a. Can we have a post not
1: glorifying drugs? Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, well, it's people have swung in this direction,
1: of. Like, well, what, what's behind that though is what's behind that is just all the mythology around drug powers.
2: Yeah. Right. Yes. Is is
1: that the drug as an entity in and of itself has some sort of magical power to do certain things inside your mind, and and if you eliminate that idea. That simple, very simple idea. It is simple too. A drug can't change the content of your thoughts, right? A drug can't go in and selectively take away anxiety or whatever. We talked about this, but it it bears repeating. People have trouble
2: getting this. I know because they think that that feelings are all about neurotransmitters. That's right. And they don't understand that feelings are are sort of understanding. Of the events Uh, around uh, us, right? That's right. Of
1: your environment. Of our
2: environment. Your
0: interpretation of your circumstances and situations. That's
2: right. Right? So the question is, does a drug go in there? And if you can't, the example I use in the book to try and (laughs) really help people get this, I say, like, imagine you just got laid off from your job. You have no savings. Rent is due. This is due. That's due. You know you're not going to get another paycheck in time. Right. To pay all these bills and something's going to happen, whether that's you're going to get foreclosed on, whatever. If you take a drink or your favorite drug, is it going to make you think that you do have enough money to pay all the bills? <laughs> that right? you like didn't
0: lose your job?
2: <laughs> because this is what emotions are about. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if you're looking at a situation and you say, I am totally screwed, you're going to feel bad. So the question is, can a drug come in? And say oh no you definitely have a drug can get in your mind and make you believe you have enough money? Well that and I, that's I, kind of when people think a drug takes care of an emotion, that's what they're proposing and I think this is a this is a far out topic to really
1: try to explain to people. But it, it's far out, but when you say it like that, it really starts to make sense to people mm-hmm. because they go, "Wow, I I never thought of that, you know, that a drug does a drug actually do that to me? Does it go in my mind and change my thoughts?" And, um, and, 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 across the board, people go, it doesn't, they kind of look at you in class when we're teaching them yeah. and they go, oh my God, oh my God, it really doesn't. And, uh, then they become really confused for a little while because they go, oh my God, what does it do? <laughs> do yeah. 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 What is this it's the experience exclusion of everything else? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Those
2: and, two questions they put in that chapter are really hitting with a lot of people where they're, they're like, oh yeah, it it wouldn't make me think I had this money, or it <laughs> wouldn't make me forget that I just screwed up this relationship, or right. whatever, whatever it happens to be, yeah.
1: And and when you when they start to realize that, I'll back up and use a, sort of a counterpoint, and I'll say, so, since it it doesn't do that, think about how you thought about the drug just five minutes ago. You actually thought it had a mind of its own. Yeah. You know, and that it somehow was your friend, that was in concert and partnership with you to take away anxiety or to solve this riddle in your mind or whatever it might or or solve a relationship or make you more sexual or make you more dynamic or make you quiet or whatever it is that you believe. You believe that that drug was somehow a partner with you and that it was doing this for you. Mm-hmm. And I get very literal with them. And yeah. I say, let's go over it and over it <laughs> and over it. And they're like, oh my God, oh my <laughs> God, you know, I can't believe I believe this. And then I have them write it down. And then we go over it again. And we'll review that at the beginning of just about every class until they go, holy cow, this is me. This is me believing something and making the drug a magical thing. But it's always been me in my mind it's it's how i've interpreted this drug relationship i've created a relationship and personified something and it's all a fantasy <laughs> yeah. and that when they get that the value of that drug goes right in the basement
0: so so here's if you're reading the book and and you're learning all of this stuff and you're skeptical you can do what we did i mean what i did was i kind of tested it yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, we I all too. go through periods in life that are more, some are more difficult than others. And, and so, and so what happens is we kind of wreck it. Like we wreck the illusion. Yeah. yeah we totally show it sure for what it is. Right. So then you go through this experience that you find really stressful and you're like, oh, I'm going to go have a drink. Right. And so you go and you have a drink and you're like, no, nope, still. I'm pretty stressed
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's important because when you even drunk out of your yeah. mind drunk out of your mind if you really think about it and you go okay this sensation yes is, is it, it taking it away is it beyond my will yes right? is yeah. it coming in and is it taking the stress out and I've done that I have when, when I started to drink moderately again in my life after 20 years of being abstinent I rem- I, I didn't just go out and get shit faced right no, because I just right. didn't care to do that right. but then one day I was like you know what i got to test this. I'm going to get shit based and really <laughs> think about my thoughts. I did yeah. this. I ran the experiment, and I was like, this is really dissatisfying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what
1: I was like, I am really kind of sick. Uh, <laughs> like, and, it doesn't
0: feel good. Yeah, it's not fun.
1: I feel incredibly hot, kind of a mild headache, and totally disjointed. <laughs> and uh, I can't walk well. Um, I'm slurring my speech, and I feel no different than any other time. When yeah. I looked at it objectively, and it was a great experience. And basically, since then I haven't gotten totally hammered because there's no value to it. There's no <laughs> but value. But being sick uh-huh. as hell, you know.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, and I see marijuana was. I had a heavy marijuana habit for about four years, and and it back then it made me kind of paranoid and a little bit crazy. I mean, I, we were mixing it with other stuff. But so recently, I was in California. I had the opportunity to try marijuana again, and. And it was, um, I don't know, for me, it doesn't make me feel better. It makes me a little paranoid and a little crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, So, you know, every, everybody reacts to it differently. But that's when I was like, everybody's saying it's supposed to reduce anxiety. I was in a bit of an anxious situation. So I'm like, all right. My good friend was like, hey, you want it? And I'm like, sure. And no. Nope, did not reduce anxiety. It actually made it worse. Yeah. Actually, I'm I mean, sitting on a bench I holding my purse. Only,
2: and if you think about that situation, I mean, you were still in an anxious situation. Yeah, I was. Right. And so you're trying to be in the anxious situation and smoke the marijuana, have that. <laughs> I like up, open because right?
0: California is legal, so it was very odd.
2: And if you think about it, anytime. You do have any kind of a drug, whether that's a drink or marijuana or whatever else. It's like if it's like anxiety and stuff. It's like I'm gonna sit in my couch and just veg out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, okay.
2: Yeah. Fine then. If you're not you're not thinking about nothing else, but it's like you're gonna sit there right in front of the anxious <laughs> thing and smoke it. I'm gonna make my it. anxiety and it, and it really proves that the drug doesn't have shit to do with it. And what we're doing when we go sink into
1: our couch is sinking into our couch. That's and right. And saying, Screw everything. Th- that and actually, it doesn't matter whether the drug is there. That's or not. right. You're that's actually right. removing yourself from the source. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's the situation, And right? you're
2: not thinking about whatever yeah. is, is making you anxious and it has nothing to do with drug. Now, if the drug is part of what helps you to have good time and do that and makes you right. feel lazy and, and, and whatever, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, I get it. But it's just, it's not magically doing, having an emotional effect. And that's, that's, this is a very tough point for people to see. Like the whole package of what you feel when you take a drug has very little to do with the drug.
1: That's
0: right. It does. That's it right. Says it's very it's little. drug set and setting, which is.
2: It's mostly you, especially when it's relaxation, yeah. is you making the
1: choice mentally to put the things that bother you aside yeah that's, you're, yeah, that's pretty you're, you're building context in your own mind of what your experience is going to be. Yes, I guarantee you if you if you start a night drinking with your friends and you're in a great mood and you think it's gonna be a great party, probably it's gonna be a good party unless some real shit hits the fan. Yeah. right? You're gonna have a good experience. and even if the shit hits the fan, you might even see it as a funny experience. Yeah. now. Let's say you're getting divorced that day, <laughs> right? right? You're probably going to have a bad experience drinking, <laughs> right? But but the point is, in those two experiences, the alcohol was the same molecule.
0: Yes, yep. exactly.
2: Can yeah, I, I, I want to jump ahead. back to saying, like, so for this person, you need to think about do you need people to go rah, 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 don't do pop? Or can you finally look at the degree to which your pot use is is working or not working in life and make a solid decision you know going to meetings and getting support whether you walk out of the meeting with a dose of fear or a dose of inspiration that seems to stop you for a little while is that how you want to live your life trying to get those constant doses mm. Or do you want to grow past the problem and figure out, like, yeah, um, this marijuana crap? It, it it only kind of helps me when I'm at a party, right? And I'm using it all day every yeah. Just it, I'm having. I can have better days without that. And since I've had such discomfort with it overall, I'm not even gonna bother with it at parties. And that ain't a big loss. That could be your decision, or it could be I'm only gonna have it at parties eventually whatever but it but what we're suggesting is that you really assess the value of this thing to your life and just make a decision about what it means to you instead of having people try to build you up constantly to not do it you you can once you know for yourself you know i know the crossing the line <clears throat> where i go and i and i buy these powdered drugs and i stick a needle in my arm I know I'm entering a different world if I right. were to do that. And mm-hmm. so it's very
1: easy. It was just
2: 18 years ago. I took that off the table. Yeah. 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 You know, I yep. know that that kind of thing ain't working. Right. Right. And, and it's you know, so it's like you can make a decision. I don't know exactly how you're using this. But if you're feeling like you need it to feel comfortable in this, that, and the other, see, you challenge that. You see, using yep. this for comfort. The daily crap is not working. I'm taking that off the table.
1: Right. You can do that. Yeah. And, that, that, yes, it, and and it isn't that hard. It actually, it, yeah. It, it really isn't. So, so it's really important to let go of the treatment hype that, that where, where it's a hysteria Any time that a professional is cre- creating more fear or uncomfortability with change... They're on the wrong path for you. They, they're, it's not your best interest that they have in mind. Now their motives might may be good. They they just have the wrong information. Right. So this doesn't have to be a difficult thing. There's this idea that stopping a drug habit is incredibly hard. It's a challenge. It's it's a struggle, a lifelong, you know, recovery path. You don't need any of that. No. You just need the truth and really assess whether the drug is actually doing the things you think it's doing. And when you really realize that it's not, it's pretty easy to let go of.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we are at about a half an hour. So are we are we set? Unless nice. You got anything it. else to add? Thank you. So- well, you know what? There was one quick question that I wanted that somebody had asked me and I answered it last night. It was specifically she was on my page, my author page. And um, and so I wanted to address it uh, just very quickly. Um, she wanted to thank us for all our hard work that we put into the Freedom Model and the podcast. It's so refreshing to hear the truth. I drank a beer with my husband the other night, and it was so nice to be an adult. Sixteen years, it tasted great. Today I told my friend, who's still in an AA, and she started in with all the drama. You know the lecture. As I listened, I felt offended, but at the same time, she was starting to make a little sense. How is that possible? I'm fairly intelligent. Believe in science. Did it take a while for you? And um, and I think that's a really good question for a lot of the people that listen to this podcast. Um, the thing about the 12 steps is they sprinkle just enough truth, tiny, tiny shreds yeah. of truth, with fear-mongering. Yeah. Um, and, and knowing how people that really love, you know, we have a love affair with alcohol and drugs, knowing how we think a little bit, that it, it becomes plausible. It yes. seems plausible, even to the smartest people. I mean, we've known rocket scientists who bought into that. Yeah. <laughs> we know, we all
1: believed in it. We
0: all bought into it. Um, And so, so yes, it takes a little while.
2: Yeah, I mean, we had that drug chem- <laughs> Yeah, chemist here a couple of years ago. He was great. Yeah. And, and he was like, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, so,
0: so don't feel bad that you bought in. <laughs> Um, th- she's talking to you the way she's talking to you because she's fearful and because it's what she learned it is what she learned but, and she but, thinks she's helping you
1: but that yeah. point that point that you make that is a really really important one because I've talked about it for years and it's easy to see a blatant lie it's very difficult to discern a lie when it's mixed with shards of the truth yeah. because you start to second guess yourself yeah. and you can't discern easily in that kind of trap so so that's that's a technique that, that's been used to change people's minds for since the beginning of man. Is yeah. You just mix a fact. Kids do it all the time. You catch a kid with his hand in the cookie jar, and then what does he counters with something you did two years ago? <laughs> right, right? Yeah. And, and then you're so distracted and caught off guard by that that you're on defense. <laughs> right. right, it's right? so true. <laughs> and, and and the the fact that his hand was in the goddamn cookie jar somehow <laughs> it's it becomes gone. irrelevant. It's gone. you know. So it's uh, it's. And if I had
0: to say, if A did a number on me in any way, it's that. Yeah. It's that way that it, yeah. it made me, I was always, because it programs us to always look inward and just second guess ourselves yeah. all, continuously and, yeah. and, you know, which kind of sets you up to to just sway with the wind.
1: You yeah, know? while you become a minion of that model yeah. and you don't even realize it. You don't, you're on defense. Yes. You're on defense the entire time. You're defending your position and you should never have to defend yourself. You should ask yourself from in, inside yourself and say, does this make any sense? Does yeah. this really make total sense to you? And now what I would suggest is that you always remember in a situation like that where the AA people are starting to make sense and starting to sway you into this beer based place is leave. Yes. And <laughs> Don't participate. Don't participate in that. And then ask yourself, what do I like about the experience of getting high and drunk? Uh, is that experience actually getting me the benefits that I was looking for? Is there empirical evidence inside yourself to say, this is working for me?
0: Yeah, because
1: I guarantee you if it's working for you and your life is really where you want it to be well then keep drinking and drinking. Yeah. yeah it's not but if there's any question about that question it well in this situation
2: she's saying she had a drink and that's she fine she had
0: a drink with yeah. her husband and it was awesome and now and they're, they're
2: starting to bring a dark cloud over it and it's like you have the proof you had one drink
0: yes that's and you, it that's all you need
2: that's you know yeah. you know you can do that if for some reason in the future you have more than one drink and then you regret it. Well, then you just say to yourself, huh, those several drinks, that doesn't work as good for me as that time. I had the one exactly. right. or a couple. Exactly. Or then you just, it's like, this is getting out of the 12 step and recovery mindset is to just make your choices based on how good they work out for you. Right. And, um, as long as having a drink works out fine, there's no reason to question having a drink.
0: Exactly.
2: If, 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 if it doesn't work out fine, then you question it. And you make a different decision next time. That's all. You don't have to go back and get support. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean you're relapsing. It doesn't mean anything. Um, if the average person gets too drunk on an occasion, they go, whoa, I really overdid it. Yes. Let me slow that down next yep. time. Yep. And that's it.
0: Well, you, and then it, it, it's hard when you're first leaving aa too because of your whole all your friendships. Because you were told you had to keep your friendships there, right? Um, and... And here's the thing: If I were to run into somebody now, and they know that I'm drinking, a lot of a lot of people know that I that I drink occasionally now, and I was abstinent for a long, long time. Um, you know, my answer to them is, well, if that's something you're interested in doing, at some point I can help you do that. That's it. Like <laughs> I figured out how to do that. That's a yeah. pretty cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you know, maybe this this woman wouldn't be open to it. But you could be like. It's possible, like <laughs> yeah. you know, that's a way I
2: mean, to catch her off guard. <laughs> yeah. Put her on her, put her on her heels. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. It's like, I hey, you know, I'm I'm not trying to force my choices onto you. So I'd appreciate it if they that wasn't reciprocated. That's all. <laughs> um, so all right. So I think that that answers that question, and I think we can wrap it up for today. Do you guys have anything else? No, No. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. If you or someone you know is seeking help for a substance use problem or other habitual behavior like video gaming or shopping or sex or whatever, and wants help in breaking free and moving past recovery as well, you can reach us at 888 888- Four two four two six two six, or through our websites at thefreedommodel.org and leaveaddictionbehind.com at thefreedommodel.org we offer a bunch of free resources and information including videos podcasts and our books digital editions of our books the freedom model for addictions and the freedom model for for the family are available for purchase on that site as well or you can get paperback and kindle versions on amazon one of the other online retailers i say for purchase you can actually get them on our site for free um, the Freedom Model for Addictions, you type in Freedom 100. And the Freedom Model for the Family, you use coupon code FAMILY100 um, at checkout for each of those, and you will get them completely free. You can follow us on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and subscribe to the Freedom Model YouTube channel. Um, We do have three Facebook groups we started for people to discuss their experiences breaking free from addiction and perpetual recovery. They are the Freedom Model Group, Moving Beyond Addiction and Recovery, and Families Moving Beyond Addiction and Recovery. And there are some great Leaving AAD programming groups on Facebook as well. From everyone here at the Freedom Model, we wish you well. Until next time. Oh, one last thing. If you need detox. Oh yeah, detox.
1: If you need detox because you're trying to get off of benzodiazepines, maybe long-term alcohol use or opiates, or you're trying to get off of MAT where you're on suboxone or or methadone, long-term methadone, and you're just tired of it, um, we recommend Gallus Detox. That's G-A-L-L-U-S Detox.com, and they're the best at that game.
0: All right. Thanks, everyone.